gift shop, a little gallery. Bank, post office, she noted. Sheriff's office. She angled away from the lake to pull the laboring car up to what looked like a big barn of a general store. There were a couple men in flannel shirts sitting out front in stout chairs that gave them a good view of the lake. They nodded to her as she cut the engine and stepped out. Then the one on the right tapped the brim of his blue cap that bore the name of the store, Max Mercantile and Grocery, across the crown. Looks like you got some trouble there, young lady. Sure does. Do you know anyone who can give me a hand with it? He laid his hands on his thighs and pushed out of the chair. He was burly in build, ruddy in face, with lines fanning out from the corners of friendly brown eyes. When he spoke, his voice was a slow, meandering drawl. Why don't we just pop the hood and take a look-see? Appreciate it. When she released the latch, he tossed the hood up and stepped back from the clouds of smoke. For reasons she couldn't name, the plumes and the fuss caused Reese more embarrassment than anxiety. It started up at me about ten miles east, I guess. I wasn't paying enough attention. Got caught up in the scenery. Easy to do. You heading into the park? I was, more or less. Not sure, never sure, she thought, and tried to concentrate on the moment rather than the before or after. I think the car had other ideas. His companion came over to join them, and both men looked under the hood the way Reese knew men did, with sober eyes and knowing frowns. She looked with them, though she accepted that she was as much of a cliché. The female to whom what lurked under the hood of a car was as foreign as the terrain of Pluto. Got yourself a split radiator hose, he told her. Gonna need to replace that. Didn't sound so bad, not too bad, she thought. Not too expensive. Anywhere in town I can make that happen? Lint's garage will fix you up. Why don't I give him a call for you? Lifesaver. She offered a smile and her hand, a gesture that had come to be much easier for her with strangers. I'm Reese, Reese Gilmore. Matt Drubber. This here is Carl Sampson. Back east, aren't you? Carl asked. He looked a fit fifty-something to Reese, and with some Native American blood mixed in once upon a time. Yeah, way back. Boston area. I really appreciate the help. Nothing but a phone call, Max said. You can come on in out of the breeze if you want, or take a walk around. Might take Lint a few to get here. I wouldn't mind a walk if that's okay. Maybe you could tell me a good place to stay in town. Nothing fancy. Got the Lakeview Hotel just down a ways. The Teton House, other side of the lake, some homier. More a B&B. Some cabins along the lake and others outside of town rent by the week or the month. She didn't think in months any longer. A day was enough of a challenge. And homier sounded too intimate. Maybe I'll walk down and take a look at the hotel. It's a long walk. Could give you a ride on down. I've been driving all day. I could use the stretch, but thanks, Mr. Drubber. No problem. He stood another moment as she wandered down the wooden sidewalk. Pretty thing, he commented. No meat on her. Carl shook his head. Women today starve off all the curves. She hadn't starved them off and was, in fact, making a concerted effort to gain back the weight that had fallen off in the past couple of years— She'd gone from health club fit to scrawny and had worked her way back to what she thought of as gawky. 
too many angles and points, too many bones. Every time she undressed, her body was like that of a stranger to her. She wouldn't have agreed with Max, pretty thing. Not anymore. Once she had thought of herself that way, as a pretty woman, stylish, sexy when she wanted to be. But her face seemed too hard now, the cheekbones too prominent, the hollows too deep. The restless nights were fewer, but when they came, they left her dark eyes heavily shadowed and cast a pallor, pasty and gray, over her skin. She wanted to recognize herself again. She let herself stroll, her worn-out keds nearly soundless on the sidewalk. She had learned not to hurry, had taught herself not to push, not to rush, but to take things as they came, and in a very real way to embrace every single moment. The cool breeze blew across her face.